What's up, everyone? This is Press X Start Podcast Season 5, Episode 33. That's 33. Press X Start Podcast is an audio and video podcast seeking to transform the video game media landscape through an underserved and protected point of view. Restorative justice for the underrepresented programmers, developers, and consumers. I am your host today, DJ, aka Sexy Bad Choices, aka Daddy Long Legs, aka did you know recently scientists made a pretty cool breakthrough where they made a daddy long legs into a daddy short legs? <laughs> I mean, I've been doing that since elementary school. I mean, just like Soldier Boy, I was the first scientist to do that shit. <laughs> you need to write a paper, <laughs> you need to get published. <laughs> I am Sean M.F. Ross. What the MF stand for? Micronesian Falcon. Whoa. I can't even spell that. What is that? Is it an enigma? <laughs> a nick, a nick. Hey, what you just call me? <laughs> <laughs> and who else is here? Uh, it's, it's me. It's your boy. It's Avery. Hello. Hey. All right. Um... With that being said, there's only one thing you, the viewer and listener, can do other than watch and listen to our content. You can like, subscribe, share, and, you know, threaten your friends to, to, to check out our content. Do it. Do it. I mean, that's how we have all our followers so far. Exactly. And with that being said, let us jump into the... Oh, wait. We're going to jump into our housekeeping because we got some important things that's happening. First thing up. We did an impromptu culture cast where we talked about Martin Luther King Jr. being in Fortnite. So if you've seen it, props to you. Make sure you, uh, again, like the content, share the content, threaten your friends to watch the content. Um, if you haven't seen it. March on Montgomery. <laughs> do it. If you haven't seen it, go check out uh, the podcast and the YouTube video because, you know, you got to do both. Uh, after you do that, you can go to... The Palestine charity drive that we are still doing at pressxnumber2start.com slash Palestine. Also, YouTube, YouTube, of course, is at pressxnumber2start.com slash YouTube. And we're doing a new thing, which we are calling Press X for questions. And that is at pressxnumber2start.com slash questions. And what that is, is just a Google form that we have set up for you to ask us whatever it's on your mind. And, you know, it could be a question about the games we're playing. It could be a question about... Uh, the podcast, you know, if you want to read off a question on the podcast, we will look at these questions and decide what to do with them. And if they're bad questions, we will handle them accordingly. Also read them out loud and ridicule them. <laughs> That's a possibility. We'll see. Uh, with that being said, and housekeeping is now kept, uh, we can get into the heavy hitters, which is coming from Forbes. Sony finally confirmed PlayStation Showcase date and time for PlayStation 5. New, eh, oh, that, that last part didn't need to be there. Anyways, yes, uh, Sony's finally confirmed the PlayStation Showcase, a thing that we've all speculated on, we waited for, and now they've finally answered. With that being said, this showcase is going to be 40 minutes long and includes updates from PlayStation Studios and some of the industry's most imaginative developers for games releasing this holiday and beyond. Uh, the one thing they noted, the only thing they noted about this showcase is that the next generation VR won't make an appearance this time. 
But there will be still plenty of great PS5 games from developers large and small, so we hope you can join us. With that being said, they kind of left the gates open for people to wildly speculate about what's going to be here. I'm calling it 20 minutes of death loop. <laughs> 20 <Yeah>. minutes. <laughs> which is like which is interesting because they they're giving us a 40 minute runtime. Yeah. And the sky is the limit and that is scary. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like the only thing they can really show is the next Gundam game because, you know, not that trash Overwatch Gundam game. <laughs> yes, the Gundam game trying to sell itself as something people understand is garbage. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'm a complex soul, okay? <laughs> but yeah, okay, so let's, let's start speculating. Um, I mean, the obvious ones is what? God of War Ragnarok, right? Or God of War, whatever that title is. Yes. Yeah. That is the sky's the limit of something that all we've seen is a title and know it exists. Yep. All we know is that it's been delayed to 2022, but we've yep. seen nothing of it. That is a game that I think with at least 75% certainty will be at this conference. At this showcase. Right. I have shoot. I'm actually a little higher than that. I'm I'm around like 85, 90% sure that I, I feel like it's gonna be there in some form. Hopefully not another uh logo trailer but like something more than that um what else what else do you guys have on your mind i got a couple i know every got a couple too okay i don't think we'll see horizon it just made an appearance and they did a state of play yeah they just they just did a play that did a significant amount of time of selling this game it got shown off at the what's it fucking what's it called uh opening night live opening night live it got talked about i don't think it needs to show up kenna will definitely show up Yes. Mm. That, that is a game that's coming out in two weeks, pretty much, after the state of play that, frankly, will need to be... Hmm? Yeah, it's coming out September 23rd, right? Yeah, it got pushed back. Yeah, 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 it's coming out this month. And, like, people need to get sold on that game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with Kenna being there. I think we're gonna get probably around five minutes of uh, gameplay showing off what you'll be doing in that game. Like the last, I guess, quote unquote, deep dive they did with that game, they, it wasn't, it wasn't even a deep dive. It was just like an extended trailer, I think. Like they kind of showed off the gameplay, but it was one of those cinematic gameplays where it didn't have the UI or anything like that. So I think this is going to be a more grounded um, gameplay explanation or, you know, that kind of trailer for the game. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're going to get GTA Sport. GTA Sport, Jesus. Gran Turismo Sport, no, GT Sport. No, I, I think it's GT Sport was the one that came out last year. This one's a numbered version. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I, I think we're going to get. I'm excited to see more for Spoken. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good bet. I feel like, you know, that's actually, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely not aligned with that. Like, I, I was thinking maybe Square Enix will save it, but no, they're not going to save it. They're not going to risk missing out on this, oh. on this thing. What's, what's difficult about talking about Square Enix games is that Tokyo Game Show is coming up soon. Square Enix is a very Japanese Ooh, company. So that's a good point. That's a solid Games point. of a Japanese face might show up there. Yeah. So there's a little... That would be Final Fantasy, though, not Forspoken. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good, fair point. That's a solid uh, point, too, yeah. They could split it. Yeah, we're, we're definitely seeing Tango. Uh, Tango Software's uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, because that game has disappeared off the face of the earth, and they need to remind people <laughs> that it exists. <laughs> 
But I mean, yeah, that game is in such a weird place because it's it's under Tango Games, which is under Bethesda, which is under Microsoft. So it's just like, but Sony had a year of exclusivity for it. Yep. Yep. Uh, I don't see anything else that we may need to see yet. Well, well, it's all new shit that we have no idea what it'll be. Well, that's Avery. What about uh the sequel to Bloodborne? That's not happening. That's not. You happening. Don't think that? <laughs> uh, here's the thing: for that to happen, it oh, needs the Elden to be, Ring. It, yeah, Elden Ring hasn't come out yet. We're not yeah, getting Elden Ring until yeah. the beginning of the year, and I don't think From Software is a big enough developer to focus that much energy into putting out two bangers. We might get a teaser. Like mm-hmm. that's a possibility. We get a teaser for Bloodborne, but after God six or seven years of just nothing, I don't. I I think it's been that long since Bloodborne been out. Bloodborne was like year two of the PS4. Wow! Oh my God, time still one of its best games. Everyone can fight me on that. <laughs> Avery's address is five four eight two. From Software has already made a point of saying that they don't want to. Uh, identify Elden Ring with a platform holder, which is why it was debuted at Xbox conference, mm-hmm. but then it made its appearance at uh, opening night live. Again, right? opening, night, opening night live. Yeah. 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 So my general guess is that if there's any from software, bloodborne talk, it's the 60 frames past that people have been clinging for. Yeah. You know, I, mm, I think it might be too soon, but I wonder if they would show off the 15 minutes of gameplay that they showed for, uh gamescom to get the award because that was a thing like all the not all the but like some of the press outlets like got to see that 15 minutes of gameplay and they talk or 10 minutes or whatever if this was an hour 30 conference that would make sense but it's 40 minutes so they have no time to that's that's a good point show a 15 minute demo of elden ring yeah uh i feel like we're gonna probably get more of um what little devil inside um oh yeah oh yeah yeah. i can't wait when is that yeah yeah that's definitely a game that had a really great showing a, a year ago at the PS thing, and then has just gone dark, missing in action for like uh, over a year at this point. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, I, I don't think it, it was supposed to come out in July. <laughs> it was supposed to. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't think we're gonna get more seafood stuff. I feel like just like Horizon, where they kind of blew their. Oh, and I'm not gonna say Horizon blew their load. But I'm gonna say they blew their load in Opening Night Live. So I don't think we're gonna get any more of seafood because they they already gave us the date, right? The, the date, date? Yeah. which is probably going to have to change. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that probably would be the news that we get. <laughs> if seafood shows up, it's the hey guys, we changed the date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! Um, uh, go ahead. Yeah, got something else. Got something. Else? Call of Duty will definitely show up. Call of Duty will definitely show up. They still yeah. have that PlayStation partnership, so Call of Duty will show up, and they will say something coming exclusive to the PlayStation. Probably, yeah, probably something, but it'll definitely show up there. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I don't remember what console midnight suns was running on but i wonder if we might get like an exclusive here's here's the problem with midnight suns it's for all consoles even switch no no no. it is for all consoles but i'm wondering if we will get like oh you get exclusive spider-man to be launched on this if you get it for playstation like they did with avengers (laughs) i don't think i don't think that's happening (laughs) maybe they learned their lesson like let's have the game come out first and see how it does and then we'll yeah yeah yeah. um Oh, Pragmata. Yeah. Oh, the Capcom. Pragmata is a yeah. game that's yeah. been missing for a year. 
and that's that's it debuted on on the ps5 uh release thing right yeah yeah release okay thing. okay mm. and it says it's a console exclusive for two years oh interesting okay okay interesting so in terms of playstation studios that might have something brand new to show off mm -hmm. like insomniac we might and if we don't get God of War, there's a strong chance we get Insomniac teasing whatever their next Spider-Man game is. Strong chance. Yes. Yeah, I think it's been more than enough time now because... The, pro the problem with the time element is that in my time math is they put out Miles Morales. And I can't tell if that was the exact same team that was working on Spider-Man 4 or Splinter Team. Because if it was a Splinter Team, then Spider-Man 2 should be on track for this year or next. Yeah. But if it wasn't, then Spider-Man 2 is a game for next year. But they can easily show off a trailer something to tease for this game i feel like i got it what do you what grand theft auto 5 they're gonna take nintendo branding it's supposed to come out in november or some shit ain't it i think so yeah 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 uh, but but wait but um the previous game we were just talking about what were we just talking about what were we just talking about Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel Spider-Man. Yes. I, I feel like from the, the jump between um, Marvel Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales, I feel like from that time period and then going from Marvel or Miles Morales to now, they had enough time to work and tweak that engine. I, I think we might get at least a sort of like a story update trailer to, to, to like kind of let you know like oh this is what's happening now for spider-man 2 and possible release window i think we might get that predicting insomniac's uh output is difficult because i know for a fact they have two teams in two studios but they also a studio that literally has put out a game a year yeah that's yeah, true. They, yeah. somebody said they haven't missed in quite yeah. a while so like yeah, uh, 2022 Spider-Man is looking more and more likely. Uh, we might see whatever the Last of Us multiplayer, Last of Us 2 multiplayer is. We'll probably yeah. see that. Um, and odds are we might get uh, Last of Us Part 2 director's cut in there as well. <laughs> Damn, would I buy that? Uh, the director's cut? <laughs> I mean, I done bought the first game twice. If you buying the, uh, the terabyte hard drive, you're going to need something to put on there, right? You're right, you're right. Other than Call of Duty. <laughs> I'm not getting Call of Duty this year, I don't think, unless it goes on sale. Okay. Vanguard did not rub right. me the right way, but um, we'll get yeah. into that when we get to what we've been playing. True, true, true. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Battlefield all the way, guy. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah, I, I can't... Oh, they're, they're going to show more Solar Ash, right? Cause that's, I don't that's, know if I'm on that yet. I'm... I'm I like the colors in it. I like the art style, but the actual gameplay doesn't really speak to me. The so colors, it's just Duke, the colors. <laughs> it was uh, Sol uh, Solar Ash and its predecessor, Hyperlight Drifter, or one of those indie games that gets all the accolades and everyone talks about being so great on a mechanical level and everyone loves it. That just like goes over my head. Yeah, and yeah. just mm -hmm. like I don't like. I know I'll play this game for like an hour or two and just not finish it and just move on. Yeah. But like Solar Ash does look like them making a more triple A attempt at some of the more hyperlight drifter mm. uh, concepts and things. That's that's something cool to look out for. You think we're gonna get more um, Guardians of the Galaxy? No. No, you think that that was all that we got from before? I mean, not for this showcase. 
You don't think so? I, it didn't, as far as I'm aware of, it, what, they were using a PlayStation controller. They haven't, they haven't talked about any PlayStation partnership, and I, that game is coming out. This pretty, would be a good place to do it, though. Yeah. I mean, it's a possibility, but I don't think, like, I'm thinking about 40 minutes and, like, how many oh, games true. you can show off in 40 minutes, and I'm like... Well, I mean, really and truly, that could almost be, like, a splash screen or something to be like, hey, um, exclusive Spider-Man character for Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> you can show between 10 and 20 games within that 40 minutes. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of running the well dry right now in terms of my mind. And then lastly, a Parasite Eve remix. Um, <laughs> all right, we can move on. We can move on. Well, lastly, lastly, apparently from the Capcom links, uh, Dragon's Dogma 2 is supposed to be slated 2022 or 2023. I think 2022. Nobody's going to play that, DJ. Until Capcom reveals what happened to Deep Down, I don't want to hear anything about <laughs> Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> According to the most recent uh, Sean uh, Layden interview, Jason Schreier asked him point blank, hey, what happened with Deep Down? The guy who was running PlayStation at the time, I have no idea. <laughs> Damn, that poor game. Oh my gosh. All right, yeah, that's enough. I've never even heard of this. Deep Down, uh, Deep Down was the game that they showed for PS4. That... Was that when the first PS4 game showed off? It was like Dragon's uh, Dogma inspired. Oh. I'm pretty sure it was the Dragon's Dogma team who was working on it. Yeah, it, it looked like Dragon's Dogma meets Dark Souls. You're fighting this giant dragon that blew fire, and the fire you 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 put your shield down to block. I'm looking at it now. Okay, yeah, like the the crazy part was that you, you put the shield down to block, and like the fire was melting the edge of the shield, and, and we were like, oh my god, PS5 graphics are insane. And no, you mean PS4? Yeah, was that for PS4? Or PS5? It was PS4. It this was PS4. looks like this was announced back in 2013. Hey. This might be like Cyberpunk or The Last Guardian, man. I mean, it might come out and be fire or, you know. <laughs> be on fire. <laughs> uh. well, the, the, there's a wrinkle of Deep Down, and I'm doing more research into it. I was wrong. It was actually the Street Fighter Four team who was in the lead role of this, or at least its producer, Yoshinoro Ono. Ono left Capcom in 2020. So what's going on with Deep Down? No one knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gone forever. But thankfully, it didn't pull a scale bound, show off like four or five <laughs> hype trailers, yeah. and then disappear. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's that's unfortunate. Um, so yeah, you know, that's our uh, our our speculations, and um, we're hyped for this. We're going to, in terms of what we're gonna do for the actual event, we're going to watch it and post it. Uh, you know, at some point. Um. Is, will it be live? No, because that is in work hours and we we have lives to do. So, yeah. But watch it, though, when we drop it, because you need to. You. You. We'll, we'll figure something out, guys. You'll have content. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, with that being said, we can jump to our quickest. But before that, we have a word from our sponsors. You, the viewer. Sponsor us. Hey fam, have you been enjoying this episode of Press X to Start? Want to make sure you keep getting the best laughs, latest news, and most fire takes? Then we're going to need your help. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our show. Then tell three people about the podcast. Could be friends, strangers, loved ones, or hated ones. Every little bit counts. And after you're done with that, please follow us on Facebook at PressX number two start, Instagram at PressX number two start, Twitter at PressX2S, 
and YouTube at Press X to Start TV. And if you're done with all this, well done. Many thanks. You're one of the good ones. And we're back. Oh, man. Ah, I missed you guys. Like, yeah, it's it so long. So long. I grew a mustache. A beard is crazy. Anyways, yeah, it's time to talk about the quick hits. Number one, this comes from Eurogamer. Horizon Forbidden West Standard and Special Editions do not include dual entitlement for PS4 and PS5 versions, although that has been rectified as the time of recording. But essentially, uh, PlayStation did their best to show how stupid uh, smart delivery was and basically detailed how you could get for, for, for Biden. <laughs> how you could get Horizon Forbidden West um, for Joe Biden and it, they kind of detail <laughs> Joe Biden yeah they detailed the, the many ways that you can get the game and of course it was very confusing and they were not very clear on how to um, actually no they were clear about the upgrade path and the upgrade path that they provided originally was none so Yes. So what happened was when they announced their big, oh, hey, guys, we're doing X, Y, and Z. Also, here's the Horizon news it's up for pre-order. I believe there were like four pre-orders. Mm. There's a normal edition, special edition, and then there's like two other other special editions. Uh, and that's when we all noticed that, I guess, the $80 version of Horizon and the, I want to say, 120 version of Horizon comes with dual entitlement and that you'll get both the PS4 and the PS5 version if you buy that version. Right, right. The, the standard and the special edition did not come with that perk. If you were playing on PlayStation 4 and you bought the standard edition, there was no upgrade path. You would have to spend $70 to buy the game again. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> quick side note, I totally forgot about speculating on, on Bluepoint's uh, next game. And what that could be for our little uh, speculation part. Uh, I'm, In the perfect world, it's Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. But back to this, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So as Avery was outlining, essentially, they Sony wanted the monies in order for you to get Horizon 2 on PS4 and PS5. But since then, uh, they have heard from the masses and have rectified the situation so, you know, a bunch of places reported on this. I'm, I'm pulling from Forbes. Actually, I should probably just pull from PlayStation Blog because, you know, that. Anyways, they basically said that if you bought the $60 version of uh, Horizon on PS4, you will get a free upgrade to the PS5 version. So. Hopefully, totally. Good. That's what they should have done from the start because that. Well, what they should have done from the start was. If you buy the $60 version of Horizon, for $10 more, you'll get the upgrade to PS5. Mm. Fair. Mm. Yeah, yeah, really and truly that. that they should have just made both of them $70. Yeah, yeah. Well, here, here's what I think happened. I believe, at maybe at some point, someone at PlayStation made some talk about having an easy upgrade to Horizon for PS4 to PS5. Right. At someone at some point. And then during that time, they sort of realized that PlayStation 4 games are going to be $60. PS5 games are going to be 70 So they realized, oh, we're losing $10 off of every purchase of the PlayStation 5 version of Horizon because of this upgrade path. Right. And so I think they did this in a way to rectify that. But it was so convoluted and confusing 
and the way they messaged it, that I don't think that became clear to anyone. So it just became, wow, Sony's trying to nickel and dime us out of this, which they are. Mm-hmm. When it was easily like, we don't want to lose money on this PlayStation 5 version, considering the price has gone up because of rising prices of games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, it basically would work out where, you know, the, the developers are spending years of their life making a triple A AAA game with a ton of polish and it releasing for free. So it kind of makes sense why they'd be like, okay, we need to get some kind of monies from this. But yeah, yeah, it's just that their original messaging was just horrible. Yeah, especially when Horizon is one of their pillars now. Yep. It's like, I, I am someone who loved the original Horizon Zero Dawn mm-hmm. and its success surprised me in a way that like, I was, I was into this game. I didn't realize how much into this game I was to the point where Aloy is now a mascot PlayStation. Absolutely, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, was, I was one of the people who got this game, knew about um, Zelda Breath of the Wild, jumped to Zelda Breath of the Wild, was like, this is not for me, and went back to Horizon. Like, yeah. Like, I think I, a lot of people did that. Yeah. No, you'd be well, surprised. Yeah, I think yeah. the, the grand consensus is that it's the other way around, that people yeah. play Horizon then played Beth Horizon, and was like, I'm not going back to Horizon. And then they did yeah. play Horizon for two years, and they were like, oh yeah, Horizon. And then they played, and like, oh, this game is good. It's no Breath of the Wild, but it's mm. good. <laughs> yeah, Breath of the Wild wasn't a Zelda game for me, so. Me either. Yeah. And I, I, for me, Genshin does Breath of the Wild way better than Breath of the Wild, so. That's where I'm at. Get number- out of here. Next story. Next story. It, it does. It does. Anyways, number two. This comes from Washington Post. Hashtag a day off Twitch reduces Twitch viewership by hundreds of thousands. Avery, is this true? Yes. So I think on a previous podcast, I talked about hate raids and Twitch's response to hate mm-hmm. raids and some of the grassroots organization that people were doing in order to make this an issue that Twitch responds to. I made a point back then to believe that I didn't think it was going to be that successful because not many big streamers were doing it. But uh, come the day of, the big streamers were fucking streaming like normal. Like, Ludwig was streaming like normal. Most of the wow. EU Twitch streamers were streaming like normal. Like, it was Nick Merckx It's almost like, like black issues don't bother white people. <laughs> <laughs> almost. <laughs> there's some, here's the thing. There's some weird contractual bullshit in Twitch that, that like, I didn't know this and I learned to do this because of this entire event. Apparently, Twitch requires you to stream a certain amount of hours if you're a partner. I guess that would make sense. So, basically... They need to get back to work on the plantation, whether you're white or black. <laughs> so legally, so legally, a lot of people had to stream, and like, there's some. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I like the fact that Sean was like, okay, I can't whisper on the audio podcast because if I whisper, the listeners won't be able to hear it. So I'll just assume a whisper posture. Yeah, super close to the mic. <laughs> yeah, right, a majority like. But yeah, yeah. So, like, one of the things that the day of Twitch was uh, Twitch streamers weren't going to stream on Twitch, and they encouraged people not to go to Twitch and view content. Yeah. I was one of those people. I didn't watch any Twitch streams that day. Uh, Me too. I also did not watch any Twitch that day. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> For the cost. <laughs> but I opened Twitch.com to just see who I follow is streaming right now. <laughs> and, like, you remember when I had an entire blow about the Apex community? Mm-hmm. I was shocked when not a single Apex person was playing the game. Oh, wow. 
Like the biggest person playing it was Nick Mertz and Lulu Lovely, but I'm not going to talk about Lulu. She's been addressed in other fucking ways by other people more qualified than me. Mm. But, and then I went to my Twitter and all, for the most part, all of them had made posts that say, hey, we're not streaming. And like certain people had to stream for certain reasons. Like there was an Apex tournament, uh, the ESA. And like one of the reasons people stream, pro stream, at least for Apex, mm -hmm. is to create VODs so they can VOD review their, their work. Mm -hmm. So like, we did something wrong here. What can we do now? Like, so some people mm. were doing that, but they put their stream on subscriber only mode. So like they weren't getting hundreds of views. They were just getting like a small group of people who, who wanted to watch some regardless. But it was like, it was actually a very heartening moment for me. That's awesome. Waking up to be like, hey man, I'm taking the day off Twitch. Shout out to these people. And it was like, oh, this is really great. And then halfway through the day, we started getting articles. Hey man. Like I'm pretty sure every major publication came out that was involved with it, uh, not even involved with video games, like Washington Post, was like, hey man, this is what's going on in Twitch. Yeah. And the numbers dropped significantly. Not significantly in like, oh, Twitch is in danger, but significantly like, oh, Twitch is going to have to notice this. And rightfully so. That's awesome. Hey, Martin Luther King's hard work paid off. They started coming out <laughs> and talking about the issue of hate raids and what they want to do. The ultimate uh, goals that a day on Twitch was trying to... Uh, accomplished ultimately haven't been met as far as i'm aware there has been a sit down round table with people affected by hate raids and twitch about what we can do to work going forward mm -hmm. but twitch has been more uh vocal about things that they are doing to handle the fact of the situation so it's it's a it's a developing situation but a day of twitch was successful that's good to hear and i think another reason why it was so successful and this is just a ancillary thing it's not even involved with the main twitch itself is that during that time Tim the Tatman, one of the Twitch's biggest streamers, and Dr. Lupo, another one of the Twitch's biggest streamers, announced that they were moving to YouTube. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so these are not involved. They didn't leave uh, Twitch in protest or anything like that. This is simply at the time that their numbers had hit its lowest in a long time. Coincidence. Yeah. Two of its biggest streamers also just up and dipped for another platform and yeah. got the bag there. Dang. So, like, it's, uh, this is going to be a very interesting going forward. Uh, and shout out to, I, I forgot the orchestrator's uh, name. Just give me a second while mm -hmm. I find this out because she deserves to be, yes. Uh, I believe her name is Raven. Yeah, Wreck-It Raven. She, she's Wreck the one who organized Raven. That's all an awesome of this. Name. Uh, and I'm hoping to see more from her because from what I can tell from following her now, she's still actively pursuing, hey, Twitch, we need a lot to deal with. Mm -hmm. She's trying to organize a second uh, day off Twitch, but instead of leaving Twitch as a platform, they're just going to leave streams on and they're going to loop a message on those streams for an entire day. That's the plan that's that we know that awesome. they're being forming now. So like now the people who are being anti day off Twitch for their own dumb reasons can now be like, okay, we're still on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really cool idea. That's a really good idea too. Mm. Huh. So, uh, I mean, with that being said, I, I guess, I guess we're going to have to start streaming on YouTube then, huh? That's going to be the, uh, the migration path, right? You have to make the bag on Twitch first before anyone wants you. Because we Got can start you. streaming on YouTube right now, All but right. like, we, we've seen how that happens. I, I guess we'll start stripping then. And get in a hot tub. Yeah, DJ, start stripping. Yes, DJ, get in a hot tub. <laughs> Off comes the hair. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, number three. This comes from VGC. Xbox has exclusive news planned for this month's Tokyo Game Show. That is right. Xbox is going to Tokyo Game Show. 
This is big news. What could they possibly be announcing that anybody gives a shit at, at the Tokyo Game Show? Microsoft is buying Japan. <laughs> That's the announcement. This is one of the things where I wish Jordan was here to lend his uh, uh, insight as someone who primarily spent his time in the ecosystem. I know historically Xbox has just done bad at Tokyo Game Show. Like, not even Tokyo Game Show, Japan in general. Yeah, that like, market. There were memes about, like, you will walk into a, uh, a game store and just see boxes of Xboxes just lined up that just no one is touching, mm-hmm. and the PlayStations <laughs> are gone, and the Nintendos are gone. Actually, they've got, actually like, Avery, Xbox has sold less than 0.3% of its consoles in Japan, per the article. Yeah. It's uh, never been great. Like, they used to go, like, Xbox used to go out and make aggressive deals with Japanese games to get exclusivity on their console to force Japanese players who would be into those games to play those games. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, anyone who's deep into the Idol Master franchise will know those games didn't touch any other console but an Xbox for years. Oh, wow. I don't even know what that is. And they also, they, I, I remember they did it for a couple of Tales games and I know a Star Ocean game. Mm. And what ended up happening is what Japanese companies would do was Xbox would pay for that fucking like, exclusivity, and then when the minute the exclusivity ended, they would take the funds they got from Xbox and make a director's cut and put it out on anywhere else, nice. which is where I played those games. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, they've historically not done well in Japan, so I'm of two minds of this. They say exclusive, which implies to me that they're making Japanese deals of games, Yeah. but the issue with Tokyo Game Show is it's not for us as a Western audience, it's not designed for us. It's designed for a Japanese audience. Yeah. So most games that come out that we get showed off a Tokyo Game Show don't even show up in America. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting to see where exactly what they show. Um, per the article, they say the four-day event will take place from September 30th to October 3rd. will include 44 presentations. Xbox has a 50-minute presentation planned for September 30th at 6 p.m. Japanese Standard Time. Um, so <laughs> listed as the Xbox Game Show Showcase 2021, the event promises new announcements related to the Japanese gaming market. I think that is gonna be interesting in terms of how they can position their games towards the market. I kind of feel like it would make more sense for them to announce, like, hey, we are putting X number of games on Game Pass so you can get these games on game pass because I, I for them to spend money to develop new games for the market i don't know if if that's such a i don't know if that's such a great idea because a couple of years ago or whatever uh, i'm not sure if it was a like a researcher or something something was said and put out there that like the japanese market isn't really focusing on consoles as much now they're they're more so pushing towards mobile yeah yeah so it's kind of a thing where it's like you might have already just lost this market to time, Microsoft. Like, just, you know, keep pushing. Yeah. Keep pushing, you know, the markets that you're, like, you know, thriving in. But I don't know. It's all speculation. Yeah. I think them putting the Yakuza games on Xbox was one of those attempts. But that was really focused on an American market, less than a Japanese market, at least as far as they can sell. Uh, like, they already made a statement in buying Bethesda that they are focusing a lot on Western RPGs yeah. that, yeah, I'm agree. I'm with you. I don't think they're developing any games for Japan. Yeah. Or at least with a Japanese focus, especially with now a focus on Western RPGs with a, coming out of a lot of their studios, but that doesn't, 
rule out partnerships with Japanese studios to make Japanese games. We'll see. Yeah. I'm I'm curious what this is. I've watched so many Tokyo game shows. Like it's gonna be interesting. Shout out to the Western Xbox fan. These games aren't going to be for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. 100% yeah, yeah. for you. Without knowing how deep their Game Pass ethos is, I'm not sure if... Is Game Pass... Re- like, are there regional differences in Game Pass? I... More than likely. Just due to licensing and all that good stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I... Because I'm so unfamiliar with it. I would imagine. Like, yeah, like, you would assume that there would be some differences, but, like, I think it would, it would be smart if Xbox didn't have it just one thing worldwide i don't know i know because like i know netflix for example which uh, uh, game pass takes a lot from has reasonable differences like i went on vacation and couldn't access shit from america because i was in another country yeah yeah all you needed was a vpn baby (laughs) yeah so it's, it's it's interesting like the only other thing that i could see happening here is microsoft announcing yeah so we've purchased konami so now the uh, Pakinko machines that you have, they're Microsoft brand. <laughs> you can play them on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what happens here. Uh, next up, uh, number four. This is from Game mm, Fecal? 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 I don't know. That's a weird name. Game Fischl? Is it Fischl? I guess it is Game Fischl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You, you nailed it. All right, all right. I'll give you a star later. Uh, Apex Legend developers consider removing aim assist. Avery, what what is happening? Actually, you too, Sean, because y'all y'all are Apex people. I'm I'm just a legend. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. <sighs> um, PC people are just kind of butthurt because uh, they claim that consoles have an unfair advantage due to their aim assist and. Uh, I think Respawn is being <laughs> too fucking reactionary right now. Here's the thing, Sean. Huh? It's, it's deeper than that. It's 100 deeper than that. I love this. I mean, I know they're angry over the uh, tap strafing being well, removed. Tap strafing was the straw that broke the camel's back. For anyone who doesn't know, tap strafing is a movement technique in which you can change your momentum in midair. Oh, that's dope. So, like, if if you were jumping straight. You can immediately change your momentum and then jump backwards. Do a 180, but still keep the same momentum, the, keep same, the same momentum, but change your direction in which you're going. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's a keyboard and mouse thing. Exactly. Yes. Nah, fuck. Uh, tap strafing was discovered about a couple, three months ago, and keyboard and mouse players really discovered that, hey, this fucks with aim assist. Oh. If you tap straight correctly, Someone with aim assist cannot lock onto you and track you while you're moving. That's actually really cool. So it became the ultimate counter for aim assist. And I can show you some wild videos of people using an Octane jump pad and doing 360 movements around the controller player. And the big problem with controller is that making a 180 degree turn on a controller is super difficult. Yeah, yeah. So everyone who fought a controller player would be like, just get behind them. They can't get you quick enough. Yeah. But Tap 3 made that easy. I mean, they could add a uh, Resident Evil style, you know, tank control, a 180 yeah. button. That's why a lot of games add that, because they know for a fact that making that 180 movement on controller is difficult. Yikes. Uh, controller and mouse and keyboard, has, for at least for PC, has always had a problem. When they added console crossplay, ignoring the DDoSing. So wait, 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 wait. You can't get the part to put into your character that make them turn faster? No, because... It, you it will, can change your look speed, but not uh, at the speed that mouse and keyboard people are doing. Because you can't in Gundam. 
Okay. The fuck out of here, DJ. <laughs> but yeah, so like, there's, there's always been this push and pull about that because at the top level, like, at the lower casual level, no one really gives a shit. Okay, yeah. Like, well, yeah, yeah, that makes Mouse and keyboard, no one gives a shit. But at the highest level, nothing is more unfair than you spending, like, hours of your life on Kovacs, sharpening your aim, and then get into a 1v1 with a controller player and him do 180 damage to you and not miss a shot because of aim assist. Oh, uh, I see. But you still have to be somewhat decent with the controller. It's not like... Anybody well, that, can just pick up a controller. Well, and, well that's the thing. That's why the, early on in Apex, there were like two controller players at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Now, in NA at least, North America, there is a significant, like, at least 30 to 30% of a 60-player lobby are just controller players. Just people playing controller on to the point where mouse and keyboard players have also been like, we also want to play hybrid, which is we play mouse and keyboard and pull out controller for, for fights because controller is so broken in like 1v1 gunfights close range like in apex so the the point is just to like you know put a bow on this the point is the aim assist was providing too much of a benefit for controller players over mouse and keyboard players yeah okay the yes the differential between aim assist on pc is 0.4 so it's 40 percent of what normal aim should be with console it's 0.6 which is 60 percent so you added, oh. you added console players into the lobbies and suddenly you have these kids who, trust me, aren't as good as normal players at their ELO, but are just being able to kill them and it was frustrating. Another good thing about tap strafing is it raised the skill level. Tap strafing yeah. was easy to do. If you could understand how it worked, it was easy to do. But to use it effectively, it was super difficult. Mm-hmm. Because, hey, when you're making that 180 conversion, you can't shoot your gun. You can't look the person oh, shooting you. Oh, true, true, true. Okay. So like, in... 99% of the use cases, it was entirely useless. But when you figured out how to use it, it was an amazing skill at the highest level of Apex. Respawn came out like we ago and said it was inaccessible. They didn't clarify it was only inaccessible because controller players can't do it. And 90% of the audience is controller players. And so PC people, who rightly so, have been like, wow, a very high-level movement ability got taken out of the game to favor controllers. At the same time, you were constantly balancing this game to be played on the controller yeah. and making it harder and harder for us to keep up with controller players. I think it was just an unintended movement mechanic, though. That's why they were taking it out as well, right? Well, I would say that, but then they should have taken it out ages ago when it was first discovered. They've waited for months for people to master it, learn it, add it to their skill set as a mouse and keyboard player, yeah. and then take it away because... They probably didn't want to bother dealing with it because that's a controller bug so that's kind of like you don't really want to touch your controls to the game especially when it's so like important yeah it's Uh, a bug in the source engine and so this entire thing comes out because mouse and keyboard players are rightfully so like so you're taking out this thing because it's inaccessible to controller players aim assist is inaccessible to mouse and keyboard players right why is it not getting that same treatment and that's where this entire article is i'm pretty sure it's the clip eight article i don't think apex is going to take out aim assist in any way shape or form oh but this is where that entire shit comes from like gotcha. i said bring back tap strafing aim assist is too much <laughs> and i play on controller aim assist is too much <laughs> all right number five this comes from the gc the artist behind jet set radio has returned to sega um when i saw this here's the thing right when i saw this i was like that's great unless i really see news like sega's considering doing another jet set radio or jet set radio future or whatever 
this doesn't really mean much. But damn it, I am happy to see that like we're just one step closer to getting a Jetset Radio, especially after I'm gonna nail this title. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk came out and it basically aped the Jetset Radio um, aesthetic. It is instead of doing just um, rollerblading, it's parkour, it's rollerblading, and it's skateboarding. I think I think there's three styles, and it's it's essentially Jetset Radio, and it's just like. Sega, you're dropping the ball. Like, everyone's excited over this game because they want you to make a Jetset Radio game. And now that we have uh, the artist uh, Ryuta Ueda come back, it's like, are you guys going to do something? Because that would be great. And, you know, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm kind of comparing this to the Mirror's Edge sequel that was created after the uproar from... Uh, the Mirror Edge fan base to EA. Yeah, people gotta actually buy it if they make this. Yeah, shit. and I don't just bitch about it. The only difference is that I I am very positive that if they actually go through with this and make the game, people are going to buy this game. Um, uh, I think the Jet Set audience will buy it, but that's what i mean that that's what i mean I, i'm talking yeah, about the jets at all but that but that and then that gets to the question of what are the metrics of success for this game like for them to make a jet set game that will like i how do i parse this without setting super negative because I, I i do see the value of sega making a jet set game is that to make a jet set game that appeals to everyone you have to make certain monetary design choices that i think will go against the spirit of what a jet set game entirely is like games games as a service kind of thing not necessarily. Oh, or my, you just, you're just transactions. saying. Not necessarily. Like, I think it'll have to be a triple A experience. And I, I think. I'll, yeah, you know what? I'll drop an A for you. I think it just has to be a double A experience. I don't think it has to be super, super crazy, like fleshed out story. That's like, I, I think what, what people really want is to be able to almost like what Riders Republic is doing for the extreme sports. I think if they pulled something where it's like gta um gang warfare where like you have different territories like you're an open world map i don't know if this needs to be multiplayer i'm on the verge of it saying that it doesn't need to be multiplayer but if you are able to just live in this world and like you have like some kind of storyline that's getting you through the different gangs so you can see the different characters like i think that's really all that needs to happen for this and then to that point it's what are the metrics for success for that game because like that's true. That, that's I think that's where the issue comes with them making it is that they can't, from a financial standpoint, guarantee the effort being put into this game yeah. will get the return that will come out. Right. And, and I, why, unless they put it on Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I feel like unfortunately that is a that's a detriment to the industry, the current industry. Because yes. right now and it's a thing where like I feel it a lot because I, I didn't realize I didn't realize this until like recently that like I am in terms of the things that I like in games, I'm a very niche uh consumer where I the things that I like Jesse Radio, SSX, mech games, like they don't make those things anymore. So for me it's just like I am tired of the third person, first person game where you play as white man with black or brown hair doing thing with gun. And it's just like, that's kind of all that you get right now because that's what sells. So something like this for me, it is very different. If this would come out, of course, I'm going to buy it. Plus, I also love Jet Set Radio. But like, yeah, the, the, the idea is 
how much is this going to appeal to the audience that likes third person, first person, white man with black or brown hair with gun? I don't know. But until then, that's been our quick hits. Now it is time to talk about the games we have been playing. So, Avery, you go first. Okay, so last week I talked about playing Psychonauts 2. I talked about liking that game and having some issues with its platforming and combat. I have finished this game. I also now have the Platinum Trophy in the game, so I have I've 100% of all the bullshit in that game. Uh, and I will say that if I'm just judging it on rolling credits, I give this a 7.5 and 8. I think its platforming is way too imprecise and its combat is way too uninteresting and kind of confusing. Mm -hmm. I think its world design is fantastic. I think every level you go to is different and interesting and sometimes they play on different mechanical gimmicks that are really cool. I think its narrative design has some issues in that I thought I was at the end of the game, two-thirds into the game, because there was a prompt saying, you should finish everything you're doing in this area before you move on to this. I'm like, oh, I'm at the end of the game. No, there's like a, a whole one-third left of this game with like the most levels in the game at that point. And I'm like, okay, this is a weird uh, narrative design story that happened here. Uh, I think the story is really good. Yeah. I, like, I really enjoyed the story. I had general issues, though. It deals with, with mental health, right? Yeah. In the beginning and the end, yes. Well... Yes, yes, it deals with mental health. Yeah, I, I confirm. Okay. Yeah, it, it deals with mental health. Uh, I think it, it does a really good job of telling that story. This is very much a game that was clearly made and the aftermath of another game because like, there's a, some weird narrative cohesion between this game and the last game. It doesn't really work. And certain developments in character relationships that certain characters have not bizarre, but uneven reactions to that I just don't. I just didn't buy. I thought it mm -hmm. hurt its last one third. Both of me, I really love the story. Yeah. I just find its platforming and combat just not fun and kind of frustrating. So let me ask you a question, Avery. Yeah. How would you compare the combat, or I guess the gameplay, to the other uh, well touted um, uh, platformer, Ratchet and Clank? Uh, this is, you put me in the hot seat because I would say Magic does. <laughs> All of that way better, but Ratchet's right. playing with different, like different Mechanics. rules. Yeah, but Ratchet's Ratchet's combat is a third-person shooter, and they do that pretty mm -hmm. well. While Psychonauts is very much a brawler in some of the old-school 3D platformer thing. Okay, the platforming in Ratchet is more precise and smoother than mm -hmm. it's in Psychonauts, but there's way more platforming in Psychonauts. Okay, uh, you're you're getting to a point with that. Bring that up. And my big consensus of this game and why I, I'm giving it a little bit of lower number score than I think a lot of people are is that this very much feels like a game that was made in 2007, just with the veneer of a game that's made in 2020. Like, this is a PS2 mm. game that you can buy on your PlayStation 4 and on your Xbox. Like, mechanically, they took everything from the first Psychonauts and just transplanted it into this game. They didn't change anything. Like, oh, wow. Outside of the three new side powers, everything from the last game is in this game verbatim. Yeah. And that's cool and all, but games have evolved and changed from there. And I think some of those things could have changed as well, which gets to my biggest critique about this game. I got the Platinum Trophy in this game. I got 100% of the trophies. That PS2 design philosophy fucks this game over in its endgame. Yeah. Like, if, if you were in our Slack, you could have heard me mauled. Discord, for, Discord. Yes, Discord, my bad. Mm. For 12 <laughs> hours straight, trying to get the Platinum in this game. Because yeah. of how 
old game design, it still holds over. It it was. I don't want to go into detail because I don't want to like. I don't want to drag this forward any longer. Mm-hmm. But like, getting a platinum trophy in a game will usually drop its score down a peg because of what is involved in getting a platinum trophy. Like on all that bullshit. That being mm. said, I've gotten 36 Platinum Trophies over my over 10 years of PlayStation Network experience. And I don't think I've played... Wow. I don't think okay. I've gotten a Platinum... Tro- yeah. Big whoops. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've gotten a Platinum <laughs> Trophy that was as unfun as an experience as the Psychonauts one. Mm. Like, it was 12 Yikes. hours of beating my head against a screen to just do the simplest of things. Because the game is... The game's design philosophy is still in 2007. And it's just, I'm just going to leave it at that. Mm. Uh, I will say this to anyone playing Psychonauts. If you have Xbox Game Pass and this game is free, try it. Just try it and play it. You might enjoy it. I think there's yeah. a lot to like about this game and it's an experience. If you don't have an Xbox, skip this. <laughs> if you don't have that Psychonauts nostalgia, I don't think the game does anything from a game standpoint well enough to me for me to say this is a must-play game. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Sean, how about you? I played the uh, Riders Republic beta. Oh, how was that? You enjoyed your time? I deleted it after the uh, intro level. <laughs> <laughs> I played Call of Duty Vanguard Alpha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, okay. Well, I, b- b- before you jump to COD, uh, the reason why you deleted Riders Republic, we talked about this off air, was because you just didn't jive with this shit just don't hit for me it's not like yeah. <laughs> ssx it's not like i'm gonna take this way back espn extreme sports on playstation one it just it just oh, something is off i don't know if it's the, is this 60 frames per second if you're playing it on five i'm assuming so it it is the, the what i was saying something off, um, about it just feels slow but fast at the same time and i don't know yeah. how to really rectify how to explain that but it just it's trying to be cool and it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's yes it's it is it is it's try hard right now for like we're we're trying to be the extreme sports like dude bro kind of game and it it's kind of weird to get this game in 2021 where it's just like we it understand feels what like you're a doing check off not, the boxes game from corporate this is what the young people like right like right, right. it just don't hit you get a mushroom um, sandwich I'm, or mushroom burger <laughs> I played the um, Call of Duty Vanguard Alpha. Okay. How was that? Um, they have some Championship Hill game or Champion Hill. And it looks like they take, I want to say, was it like eight teams of two? Mm-hmm. And they just have you face off two by two. And like there's this big, large central arena. And I think there was like a four little arenas, mini arenas off to the side. And you face off against people. And I think you have like 12 lives between you and your partner. Yeah. And basically whoever survives the longest is the champion of that hill or what have you. But it just, I don't think they should have brought it back to World War II. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's the, I don't know if it's the era or their design the choices guns. they made, but I'm not going to pick this up at launch. I, I okay. may pick this up if it's on sale or something. It just, nah. Yeah. You know what? That's actually, that's super telling for the fact that you are, you know, you're at this place, you're at this place when it comes to COD, because like you are, when I, when I think of COD, like you're one of the top people that I think that are like, yeah, he's going to play. He's he's just 
it's kind of just a thing. I have been playing it since the first Modern Warfare. Um, I did not play World at War. I did not play uh, World War Two. Oh, so you just been it's skipping been the World done. War stuff? It's been done. It's been done. Yeah. I mean, I used to play Medal of Honor back in the day, and I played uh, Call of Duty Two. Like, well, you know, Xbox Three Sixty first came out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will say that I absolutely hated World at War. Um, Sledgehammers World War Two. I I really liked. Eh, let me let me make sure my words are right. Yeah, no, no, that's the right game. I really liked that game. I think they they did good for the guns that they had at that era and i think by far the shotgun in that game i just i absolutely love it but yeah i also agree that world war ii has been done too much and it's kind of annoying that they just keep going back to it i want them to come up with a new unique story and then they have some weird shit like i think i seen one gun in this game with like a red dot sight i'm like what the fuck yeah i actually heard about that like people were talking about like how are these guns like they're not period accurate anymore but like part of me is okay with that because i am absolutely done with the n1 gram i'm done with the um the submachine gun that looks like a soda bottle i it like yeah (laughs) but um yeah like i I totally i totally get your just like apprehension to, to the game I really wish I was able to get into the alpha too and, and actually try it and play it and get a, a feel for the game. They're going to have an open beta for PlayStation players, but it's going to have to have a ridiculously good score yeah. for me to get it. Like, I, I didn't even buy a Cold War. I just kind of glommed onto that by chance. Yeah. Did you did you see the um, opening light, uh, opening light, opening night live uh, presentation of the game, the single player stuff? No, nah, I didn't catch it. I would check that out and, and see what you think about that. Because it, it looks like the single player is going to be pretty good. I'll catch it on Black Friday when it's on sale or some shit. <laughs> um, I played more Spelunky 2. Uh, more criticism from my wife. Um, <laughs> but there is still so much to discover in this game because the guy mm-hmm. jam-packed it. Granted, it's all been discovered. Mm-hmm. I just haven't gotten to it yet right right it's all new for you <laughs> yeah I, I play online from time to time and people do some shit you know i can still learn things like apparently normally you can't rob the shopkeepers in the game because they'll just go ballistic yeah. with their shotguns and start like if you harm a shopkeeper in the game they will chase you for the rest of the game they'll be waiting at the exit to each level <laughs> to fuck you up on site and i was playing online and they have something called a black market in the game which you could get to and this guy robbed the shopkeeper without aggroing him and i lost my mind i was like wait this is a thing you can do (laughs) He, he was he was just exploiting the mechanic and i didn't realize you could do it and i have been trying to do it again ever since but i haven't gotten back there yet oh wow but i'm i'm trying to i highly doubt i'm gonna do it but um they have different challenges in this game to like, you know, try to 100% it. They have like a no money challenge where you collect absolutely no money throughout the game, but it's hard because when you use bombs, gold flies everywhere and one might just hit you in the head and you collect some money. Uh, so, I, <laughs> or uh, they have the beat the game in 10 minutes challenge or, you know, get a million dollars over the course. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to do things like that to challenge myself now. Yeah. Um, and then I played the director's cut, the DLC, whatever you want to call it, of Ghost of Tsushima, Icky Island. Hey. And. Because that was the game I wanted to play this week, but I was yeah. molding over Psychonauts. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, but at the same time, 
I don't feel like I want to hundred percent this again. Like I, I just want to get through the story. It's an interesting enough story. Yeah. And, and they have added things like they had a, uh, how do I, how do I phrase this? It's like a musical portion where you can tilt your controller up and down to match the notes for this flute that he's playing. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, um, and is because it, this game came out last year, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, is that important for like some kind of gameplay mechanic, or is it just like a fun thing you can do? No, it, it's just okay. some little side things you do, you know, oh, little okay, uh, okay. shrines and what have you. Yeah, but I mean, you get headbands and all that if you're into that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because this game came out last year. I think it's only hard because if you remember anybody who played this, they have four different stances. Uh, they have a stance to take care of people that use swords, a stance for people, you know, who use shields, mm-hmm. uh, pole arm stance. And I think like a big man stance or something like that, you know, big man stance. <laughs> and I don't remember, I don't remember which is which. So I normally yeah. just end up using his, uh, uh, fucking his like special moves to just power through stuff okay, to just do yeah. the worst thing. <laughs> like lightning's heaven or something heavenly strike yeah or i'll i'll just pick off people you know with the bow and arrow the heavy bow mm-hmm. but uh i don't regret buying it though it, it is yeah. still solid you know if you like ghost of shishima this is just more ghost of shishima if you didn't like it then this ain't for you it's not gonna yeah, change your been, mind yeah and they've been consistently just putting out more ghost of shishima since that game came out oh yeah how uh how long have you spent with that game? Do you know? Do you have any idea? Mm, I'd have to check. Probably okay. over ten hours. Oh wow. Okay. What I do like about it is the fast travel is damn near instantaneous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. My wife's brother literally just texted me today. I guess he just got it. And he was just like, yo, the, the, the fast travel was like a second. Literally, it's a second. <laughs> and I was like, oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> I may post a video of the fast travel. That I just warped from place to place to place to place. And boom, he was ready to go. Jeez. It, it's, it's hard to describe unless you see it. Yeah. So right, like, uh, on, on that point, uh, I want to hear from Jordan about uh how quick psychonauts 2 loads because it's a ps4 game that's backwards compatibility i'm playing on my playstation 5 so when it comes to loading between instances in a level it's near instant and the only thing that's taking time is the animation they put in to instigate the fast travel but like going through other like actual instances like going through other there's no there's no ps5 version of that game no there's only a ps4 version that you play backwards compatibility oh okay it's like here's the thing. From what I can tell, wow. Double Fine is contractually obligated to put out a PS4 version of this game. However, because of when that contract was made, they weren't obligated to make a PS5 version because the PS5 didn't exist at the time. So I'm yeah. pretty sure there's an Xbox Series X version of this game optimized for this Series X, and then there's just a base PS4 version. Wow, wow, that okay. suckles. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like it's, a, it's it's like I'm I'm not of the mindset that everything needs a PS5 update. Oh, okay, yeah. So like, I'm not sitting there going like, "Oh no, it's only 30 frames." Woe is me! And I'm like, it's yeah. Fine. <laughs> All right, so Sean, uh, anything else about Ghost? Nah, not that good thing. Um, they, j- I just like the duels in there. The duels are still yeah. fire. Um, oh. like the special duels that you have. Those are. And in then there. you can you can redo the duels now, right? Yes. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna be doing that. I can't wait. Like I. I. Oh 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 oh. One thing, when you do land on the island, 
he changes his insignia on his chest because apparently the Sakai clan is not welcome there. So oh, shit. you can you, you can't even rep your gang colors on Icky Island <laughs> right? because it's on site. Oh, these Crips here? Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's put on blue real quick. <laughs> I've talked a lot on this podcast about trophies and my love of trophies. When you popped in this PS5 version of Ghost of Tsushima Legend, oh, Ghost of Tsushima. It loaded it up. It loaded them all you up. You got all your trophies? Yeah. Fuck yeah, this is a day one purchase, baby. <laughs> there are some I think you have to re-earn, but I did get my platinum trophy again. Let's go. Nice. Let's go. But there are a couple that you have to re-earn. W's okay. in the chat. Like I tried to replay Playtale Innocence to get the platinum in that game. Yeah. There's no there's no save transfer in that game. So I had to start all over. And I'm like, well, it's not happening. <laughs> I think like I'm I know I'm like maybe two or three trophies away from getting the platinum in that. I don't know why. I think I just stopped because I went to a different game, but I just didn't go back and, and do it until like Legends came out. And I was like, I'm not going to. It's too late. But yeah, that's awesome. Though. Yeah, I, I cannot wait to get that game. Um, in terms of what I've been playing, as I said, I, I was going to do Iki Island. Uh, you know, Genshin Impact is still the game that I've been playing, still getting through it. Um, the thing that caught me off guard was this No Man's Sky Frontier update. And I didn't see this coming, had no idea. When they showed the update, I was like, oh, that's crazy. You can be the mayor of a town just on a random planet? Like, that's, 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 I didn't, I didn't think that would be the trajectory of this game. So I, I still had No Man's Sky on my PS5. Uh, you know, of course, the updated loaded up. I jumped into No Man's Sky. And I don't remember what I was doing. But I just went out in the space and I got a beacon and it pointed me to one of these towns. And I was like, all right, cool. Went to the down, landed. And it was kind of weird because it was one of those things where I didn't expect. It's like, you know how you, you paint a picture of a game like you've been playing for a while. And you're like, all right, this is the thing that I do in this game, right? Like I go to this mm-hmm. game to do these things. Playing the Frontier, I, I probably put about an hour and a half because it was just more, it was basically me landing on this, um, laying on this planet, finding the town, seeing the town and just like, oh, you have a choice to become a mayor. It wasn't really a thing. It wasn't really like a quest line leading up to becoming the mayor of this town. You just went to the town center and hold square and like, do you want to be a mayor? And like, yeah, yeah, you can be the mayor. And then right after that, the town was attacked by Sentinels, which are just like floating drones that destroyed them. Oh, they still had the Sentinels? Yeah, yeah. Are those still the only enemies in this game? Uh, it's Sentinels. Yeah, well, I mean, like the animal, the wildlife can get you pretty good sometimes. I, I got This like, sounds like the plot to Blazing Saddles. Oh, really? I, I never Nobody else wanted to be mayor? <laughs> uh, actually yeah that's pretty accurate <laughs> so like yeah yeah go watch the movie blazing saddles <laughs> so once you once you become the mayor of this town it quickly becomes a thing of all right well you know the happiness is down to 17 percent. the population is twenty-two thousand, and it just becomes like a, a town simulator and it's just like what the fuck like this is they put this in this game and it's, it's not even just like they put this in the game in a bad way. It's like, this is actually really cool. So because I, I've never been to this planet, I was doing the normal planet thing. So I was just like out exploring. I was cataloging different wildlife and different plant life. And I was mining some rock and I got notifications like, hey, there is a conflict happening at your town that you need to go back to. 
So I went back to the town. I went to the mayor terminal. I like open it up and like these two people teleported in, on my screen. It's just like, all right, well, this guy on the left basically said that the guy on the right sabotaged his like some metal thing or some like machine thing. And I'm just like, huh? All right. And then they give you like little flavor text. It was like the person who was accused is prone to violent outbursts. And I'm like, oh, well, we can't have that in the town. <laughs> so I basically was like, yeah, that guy is guilty. And it's like little things like that. And then you also have people who come to the settlement and they can offer like, um, you know, they can offer like their skills to the, the benefit of the town. And it's like, it's just another direction this game is going into. And it's just like, this is, this is insane because on top of that, in terms of management, you have your freight that is up in space that um, you can send out your fleets to different solar systems to gather resources and, and earn money and all that stuff. And then on the ground level, you have this town that can also, I, I believe the town can also produce like currency for you as well, but you have to get them to a good state. So it's like this game is quickly becoming like from like an, an explorer type game to just a, I don't know, like a simulation, a, a weird like fantasy simulation. I don't know. It's crazy. If, if any of this applies to you, if you feel like any of this is, is fun, I would definitely recommend that you try this update again because it's No Man's Sky. It's a free update. So it's really up to you as to, you know, if you want to play this or not. In regards to you saying you were not expecting it to go in this direction, since the beginning of No Man's Sky, I assume this is what the direction they were going in. Oh, you think like so? The okay. More, okay. Like, the, like, I remember people having conversations about, I want to be this type of person. I want to be this type of person. Mm. And every update I've heard since there seems to be getting the game closer and closer to what people assumed this game was going to be when it first came out. Yeah, yeah. Which is just the, this is what happens when you give a game time to grow and expand and, and it maintains its uh, level of popularity in that time. It's like Fortnite. Yeah, no, that's so true. And the, the crazy part about this is that they've done, I don't remember how many updates they've done, but they've done a lot of updates and every update that they have put into the game has been free. And there is no, there's no microtransactions in the That's game at I all. That's what I can't fathom. Yeah, like I don't understand. Which means the only profit they're getting is from box sales of this game. Exactly. So it's just, it's, it's wild to me that like, I mean, it's, it's awesome that they do it. Like the amount of content you get in the game is insane, but it's just crazy that up until this point, like it's just, it's just all been free. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, that, that has. And it's on Game Pass, which I cannot fathom. Oh, it's on Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm about to harass Jordan's soul. <laughs> um, back in 2016, they made over 78 million in just digital sales, not including physical copies. So and at that time, uh, that, was, I, that was their war chest. Like, <laughs> they were like that. We're going to make the game better with this money. Yeah, they were being promoted by PlayStation. Like their previous game was fucking Joe Danger. So this game was only like a fucking monetarily slight upgrade in terms of yeah. like production of that last game. It's like, I'm impressed by this game. Yeah. Continually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hit me up next time you want to play this and maybe I'll jump back in, DJ. All right. All right. With that being said, that has been our episode for the day. 
Uh, if you actually have any questions about what you saw or what you heard or you just want to ask us a question, you can do that now by going to pressxnumber2start.com slash questions. Now, it doesn't matter if it's a capital Q or a lowercase Q. Either one will send you to the right place. Wait, what? Or you could just DM us. I mean, yeah, you could do that, too. But like the question thing is, 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 is cool because it's a new thing that I, that I put my time into. So. Oh, okay. I figured it out. Um, yeah, if you miss anything, you can find all these or more at our website at pressxnumber2sorry.com. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, threaten your friends, and share. You know, that's kind of it. Be good, be safe, wash your hands, uh, wear a mask in public because that's the thing people aren't really doing anymore for some reason. Delta is still out there killing people. It is. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we watched Shang-Chi. Uh, we thought it was good. And we thought it was so good, we're going to do a ramble. So probably by you'll you'll get the ramble at some point not exactly sure timing wise but you'll get it at some point so make sure you check that out and make sure you know you know just 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 subscribe hit the notification bell and and you'll get it you'll get it whenever we comes out that's all you gotta do it's easy simple it's like breathing do it bye everyone bye peace